0: The Michael Duke show. I have two guns, one for each of you. B- 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 Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. off to my new I say that the Second Amendment is in order of importance the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. Keeping bare arms shall not be infringed, not be infringed. Firearms.
1: From my cold, dead hands.
0: Friday.
2: That's my rifle, That's my gun. This is for it's for, for
0: fun. Firearms Friday. Oh, baby, Firearms Friday. Your chance to sound off on issues of a two-way nature. Right here on the Michael Duke Show, broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or translator and around the world at uh, MichaelDukeShow.com on the interwebs if you'd like to uh, be part of it there. Just the internet or the the audio only version of the show. Yes, TGIFF. Thank goodness it's Firearms Friday Uh, The one day a week where we can let our hair down, or what's left of my hair, uh, to talk about the issues that uh, are super important to us and things that we love to talk about. And that, of course, is guns, gun rights, firearms, laws, trips, uh, tips, tricks, trips, ticks, (laughs) tips, tricks, and tactics. There you go, the three T's. Uh, And so much, whoops, and so much more. We are uh, we're ready to go today. It's going to be a bang up show. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to start off with a few headlines from around the world uh, and around the country. Uh, we're going to hear a little bit. Uh, we've got some. Uh, we've got some words of wisdom from Colion Noir. That's going to be. Uh, we're going to be talking about here in a minute as well as our guest in hour one is going to be uh, Knox Williams, who is the president and the executive director and the founder of the American Suppressor Association, which is an association that has been the leading voice for advocacy uh, in suppressors uh, for both uh, legal uh, sports shooting and hunting and everything else. It is a uh, it's a, I mean, it's a great organization, and we're going to talk to Knox uh, about that here this morning and what they're doing, and that's being prompted by the fact that this weekend down in Anchorage at the Denina Center, it is the um, Safari Club International Alaskan Alaskan Hunting Expo, and then the Sportsman's Banquet, and that's going to be going on uh, tomorrow. Uh, they've also got the Hunters Rendezvous for kicking off for Rendez that starts tonight at 5 to 9 p.m. You can get all your information on everything that's going on, the different things that are available. They're going to have raffle packages and everything else at the banquet and all different kinds of stuff. You can find out more by going to aksafariclub.org and getting uh, all the information uh, there. The Hunter's rendezvous is tonight. And then tomorrow is going to be the big sportsman's banquet. So you can... uh, uh, get information and uh, find out all all about that on their website. And uh, that is going to be, uh, it's going to be fun. There's going to be some different seminars going on over there at SCI. Uh, everything from how to uh, skin out your bear and getting your things, caping your trophy, et cetera, et cetera. And the uh, American Suppressor Laws, uh, Knox is going to be there talking about that as well. Uh, they're going to be putting on a, uh, Uh, They're going to be putting on a seminar on that as well. So there's all just all different kinds of things. You can find it all. Just go out there and and take a look at it. akSafariClub.org is where you go to get the information. And I will drop the link in the chat room uh, so you could take a look at all this stuff um, on your own. Um, You know, I find it interesting that in other countries you can buy suppressors over the counter like at a hardware store. Uh, They consider it to be rude to shoot without a suppressor. And here in America, we treat them like they are—they uh, uh, they, just—they just, treat, just treated it like uh, uh, you know, like you're you're some kind of evil gangster because you may want to shoot without hearing protection. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's pretty amazing. But we're going to talk with Knox uh, Knox Williams about all that stuff here in a few minutes. We're going to get into that. Okay, um, so headlines, headlines, who's got your headlines? Yeah, that would be us, man, we got the headlines and more. We're going to uh we're gonna take a look at this here and go uh over some of the big ones. you know, it's interesting to see that uh, it's interesting to see what's going on with the Ukrainian thing. um it's uh it, it's pretty astonishing. First and foremost, we had some breaking news last, uh, well, earlier this week, before the uh, actual invasion began, and there was a story out um, in uh, in uh, well, I guess uh, bearing arms carried it and CTAV news and several other um, C- uh, several other news outlets were talking about how uh, Ukrainians have been, uh, you know, were flocking to gun stores. Uh, and to ranges in response to the Russian you know, threat, essentially. Many citizens were out there eager to protect themselves and their families, uh, but the problem was that the country's gun control laws were just incredibly restrictive. Well, all of a sudden, uh, on Wednesday, the parliament in the, U- in the Ukraine voted to approve a new law which gives permission for Ukrainians to carry firearms and act in self-defense. All of a sudden, they're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We better get some armed people up here because we're not going to have enough to w- when it's all said and done, right? Now, the problem is, um, hot air. Uh, Ed Morrissey over at Hot Air wrote about this, and he talked about the armed citizens in the Ukraine and said it may not be so much about throwing back the invaders now as getting ready to fight a guerrilla war after the country has been overrun. Um, and he says this is Ed Morrissey. He says, in that sense, it could this could potentially unfold as a kind of real-world Red Dawn. Uh, the film, of course, the highly implausible foreign invasion of the uh, you know of the U.S. The uh, scenario has always been far more plausible in Eastern Europe and on Russia's frontier. Gun control laws in those places made even less sense than they do here, perhaps especially after the last thirteen plus years after Putin's invasion of Georgia and the last eight uh, uh, years of his occupation of parts of eastern Ukraine. Maybe this will be their Red Dawn moment for the Ukraine. And maybe that's the case. That, this is the thing. People who who fail to learn the lessons of history are doomed to repeat them. Colon uh, Noir uh, had a great piece up uh, talking about this here uh, late yesterday. And if you didn't get a chance to hear it, I'm going to play an excerpt of it. Uh, With some interruptions on my part, but it's uh, it's I mean, I think he lines it all out completely. This is Koleil Noir on the discussion of the Second Amendment, especially in light of what's happening in the Ukraine.
2: There is a reason why we have the Second Amendment and there's a lot of people that don't like to accept the reality. See, when I talk about the Second Amendment and how the Second Amendment was put in place to protect our country against foreign or domestic tyrannical governments, People look at me like I'm crazy. They're like, "Where are you getting this from? This could never happen here." No, 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 no. Come on, we're we're a modern, progressive society, right? I mean, that's what we always hear. You could
0: never fight back against the government, and this government would never do anything to harm you. You know, I mean, except for the Tuskegee and and Japanese internment, and yeah, you know, I mean, but other than that, never. It would just never. It would never turn against its own. Never.
2: Well, allow me to introduce you to 2022 considering everything that's going on right now. The irony is Ukraine's gun laws, comparatively speaking to its surrounding countries, gun laws aren't as restrictive as the other countries, but, but there's something to be said about the fact that they were strict enough that they have to loosen them so that people can now go out and buy firearms to protect themselves against a foreign threat.
0: That- <laughs> that's some irony right there. We can't, you can't have them to protect yourselves. But now that we need your help in the country, we get, oh man.
2: There are nothing but sharks out there. The only thing that they respect, the only language they speak is power. It's no different than you having to deal with criminals here in America, where the only thing they understand and the only language they speak is power. The second amendment was written for that very thing.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly it against thugs and footpads and cut purses and enemies foreign and domestic
2: it was designed for us to have what we needed because the founding fathers who put that in place the reason they wrote the second amendment they just got done fighting a war against a foreign government that they thought was tyrannical and so they said well if we're going to have this thing here that we value and we cherish which is based and predicated on the idea of freedom and self-reliance we need to protect the very thing that they would need to fight back against a government, whether it was domestic or foreign, from trying to take that away from them. And that would be the second amendment. Yes,
0: yes. I mean, preach it, brother, preach it. This is what we're talking about.
2: For all these years, you have this government that you relied on to keep you safe. And they said they would keep you safe. And they would do this by having gun laws and all these restrictions on people's ability to have firearms.
0: Because that's going to keep you safe, right? I mean, because criminals, of course, they obey the law. No, wait a minute. It said, but we're going to have these laws because that'll keep you. But if maybe
2: just one more law, only for them to later on tell you, hey, guess what? We're relaxing those laws now. Go out and buy all the guns that you want because because you're going to need them to. Because you're gonna need them to protect yourself because honestly we can't do anything for you as a matter of fact we actually need your help to fight the people who are trying to invade us now that should be a prime example for everyone here in america (laughs) see right now we don't have to get the government's permission to do these things because we have a second amendment right here in this country so take advantage of the fact that here in america we have an unrestricted right to exercise our second amendment
0: Well, I wouldn't say it's unrestricted, but still the freest in the nation. I mean, I could point to 22,000 restrictions if you want in the U.S. code. But, you know, other than that, you're
2: right. Because most people don't have that luxury, but we do. So go out there, buy a gun, learn to use it safely, learn to use it effectively. There's so much information out there for people to ascertain and get in order to learn to use a firearm effectively and safely. That's what we need to be doing in this country. Because whether you like it or not, reality is reality. There's nothing you can do about it. You can talk about how moral and virtuous you are and how a gun signifies violence and you're anti-violence. Cool. Be that way all you want. But when it comes down to understanding the reality, at some point it's going to make you have to flip that switch to defend that thing that you say you are.
0: Because well, Exactly. I'm anti-violence. Well, so am I. I'm just anti-violence against me. That's why I'm armed right? I mean, that's why I'm armed. Not because I'm pro-violence, because I'm anti-violence against everyone around
2: me and me. Because the thing that would be coming for you doesn't care about your morality. It doesn't care about your compassion. It doesn't care about your grace. The only thing it respects is equal or greater power. That's
0: it. That's it. <laughs> it's Coleo Noir. If you're not subscribed to his Facebook page, Uh, where he puts out regular videos and updates, you're missing out. Um, I've tried to get him on the program for like three or four years, and he's just hes too big for my britches. I haven't been able to do it, but uh, I would love to have him on the program. But he lays out some truth bombs there, and you should go check it out. Now, meanwhile, the Ukrainian government has now announced, um, hey, by the way, we're just going to give out. We have 10,000 automatic rifles. We're ready to hand them out to civilians that's what they just say and you know who's you know who's touting that you know who's touting that Occupy Democrats they're actually tweeting about it they're actually oh this is you know they the Occupy Democrats is now in support of armed citizens breaking Ukraine's interior minister announces 10,000 automatic rifles have been handed out to the civilians of Kiev as they prepare to fight tooth and nail. ...to defend their homes against Putin's invasion. Retweet if you stand with a brave Ukrainian people. (laughs) Wait, so citizens with guns is a good thing? What, I mean, what, this is the, we love guns now? I mean, this is the Occupy Democrats, this is the, the what? Okay, I mean, okay. I mean, I can't even wrap my brain around the machination of what that is all about. But, hey i'm happy to see it you know if the u.s government just lined up to hand out a hundred thousand uh, automatic rifles i'd be in line i mean you know always good to add to the arsenal that's what they say all right up next knox williams the american suppressor association going to be talking with us about the sierra club uh, banquet and the seminars they're going to be doing this weekend and a little bit of a background on that as well The Michael Duke Show continues right after this. You're home for common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio.
2: What is that?
0: Common sense. Regularly heard on American radio. Michael Duke Show. Did I say the Sierra Club? I meant the Safari Club. Not my fault, man. (laughs) It's the Safari Club. I'd love to see the Sierra Club international dinner, and I'd love to see people from the Suppressor Association show up. (laughs) The Sierra Club dinner. (laughs) Uh, uh, I don't know if I just said it or not, but it's very possible. I may have said Sierra Club because, you know, It's cheese. My my brain is cheese. It should have been Safari Club. I posted the link earlier. So stop busting my chops over it. How about that? Here's the link again. There you go. Safari Club. What am I drinking? I don't know. It should be something a little harder. It should be something a little harder this morning. That's what I should be drinking. All right. Um, That's okay. I mean, hey, You talk for 10 hours a week off the cuff without a script and not make a mistake. You know what I mean? (sighs) So, yes. It's the Safari Club. The Safari Club. Uh, Busting my chops is the reason that Brian gets up in the morning. You need a new reason to get up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I didn't have any beard curler or monster or energy drink or anything else. And I kind of stumbled around this morning a little bit. I'm a little—I'll be honest—I'm a little tired. You know, I'm still a little tired this morning. It was a uh, actually went to bed a little late last night without realizing it. Excuse me, I lost track of the time, and next thing you know, I'm like, "Wow, I gotta go to bed." Holy cow, look at that! Um, yeah, because if I don't get uh, if I don't get a bunch of sleep, I'm in trouble. Well, and I didn't get a bunch of sleep last night. I got a little sleep. So anyway, you're all in trouble this morning. That's all I can say. You're all in trouble. All right. So Knox Williams is going to be calling us here in just a hot second. Is that right? Is he calling me? Yes, he's going to call me. All right. I'm just making sure. Just making sure he's calling me, and uh, we're going to get that scored away. We're going to have him on the program here ah, in just a minute. So how did you guys? Uh, so how did you guys do? um you 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 ready to go what's the weekend got uh, in store for you me I have no idea I can tell you right now excuse me I just yawned again I can tell you right now I will be sleeping in in the morning yeah baby yeah I mean it'll be late uh and that's gonna feel good I'm gonna be they say you can never get caught up on sleep They say it's not like you can bank it, like, you know, you can get a little bit, little bit, little bit, and then get a lot and make up for it. They say it doesn't work that way, but I try. I still try every weekend. Um, You know, instead of getting up at 345 in the morning, I get up at 10 because I'm a rebel. I'm a rebel, Dottie. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get uh, make sure we got everybody on on the line here. We got about uh, ninety seconds or so before we rejoin the radio, and I believe that Knox Williams is now on the phone with us. Good morning.
3: Good morning. How are you doing, sir?
0: You know, it's another beautiful day in paradise. I'm above ground, and that's a good day. That's, that's amen to that. That's how I look at it. All right, so we're just a minute or so from rejoining the radio. We're on the we're on the the internet right now with all our friends on Facebook and YouTube and Twitch. So hang out here. We'll be right back to you. Okay. You just sit in my virtual green room, eating my virtual donuts and drinking my virtual coffee. Please don't touch the crullers; Those are my favorite, the chocolate covered crullers They're my favorite, but I have taken all the calories out of the rest of them for you in the virtual green room with the virtual donuts. All right, my friends, um, it's like, (laughs) is sleep like fat? You should be able to store sleep like we do fat. Well, if that's the case, I would, I would have insomnia because I have so much sleep stored. That's, that's just no, I don't know, man, I'm going to try. I'm still going to try and, and store that sleep up. That's just how it, is. it used to be. I could go a couple of days without sleeping. No problem. Now it's like, if I don't get a, you know, a couple of days of only getting six hours a night and I'm a, I'm a zombie. So anyway, it's good. Um, all right, well, we are 30 seconds out. Here's what you do. You like, and share this video. It's an order young man and woman. I mean it. Like and share this video with your friends. Let's get more people involved. Then you like and follow the show page on Facebook. And then you go to YouTube and you hit the subscribe button and you ring the bell. Let's do all that. Can we? Can we do all that? Here we go. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Let's do it. No, I didn't like that one. This one. Oh, yeah. It's Friday. Thank goodness. Good morning, Alaskans. It's Friday. Stand by for news (laughs) and stuff and things. Obviously, I haven't had nearly enough coffee this morning. I said Sierra Club, apparently, before I went to break last time, the Sierra Club banquet, which would be interesting if there was a bunch of people that showed up with hunting and gun stuff at a Sierra Club banquet. Uh, It was the Safari Club banquet, which I said earlier. So I apologize Freudian slip, you know. That's that's what it's all about. But at the Safari Club banquet and at the expo there will be plenty of different things including a seminar put on by my new guest Knox Williams who is the president and executive director of the American Suppressor uh, uh, Suppressor, Suppressor Suppressor Association. He was a driving force behind the formation of it back in 2011. At the time, hunting with a suppressor was not legal in Georgia, his home state, and also that of his employer, one of my favorite companies, AAC, Advanced Armament Corp. And uh, so he began developing a plan to change the law in Georgia and realized, who he was going to need some help. So that's how the ASA was born, and they have become uh, one of the driving forces behind uh, laws around the country, and he's become a leading subject matter expert on suppressors and suppressor-related advocacy and he joins us right now good morning my friend how are you
3: i'm doing well how are you doing sir
0: you know i'm doing i'm doing okay i gotta say i i I laughed uh when i you know you worked for aac because i used to get some of the strangest looks when i i'd wear these aac t-shirts around that had some of the weirdest stuff on them and people are like what's the i don't understand and it was just you know it was the inside joke i just had to chuckle when i saw that That's
3: awesome, man! Uh, Yeah, I I love to hear that.
0: That crop circle, the crop circle T-shirt was the best because people couldn't figure it out for the longest time. Uh, That one
3: was a pretty good one. You really did
0: wear it. Oh yeah, even even at a gun show, you'd walk around and people'd be like, "I just wait a second, is that a suppress?" Yes, it is. Okay, thank you. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, some good stuff. I love I love me some good uh, insider baseball stuff. Um, so Knox, let's talk, I guess, first of all, let's talk a little bit about you. Then we'll talk about, uh, the Safari club, um, and the, uh, the seminars you're going to be putting on. So, you know, let's talk about you and suppressors in America and what's going on. Uh, so give us a little bit of your background other than what I just told everybody.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I wish I was more exciting than that. Um, really like we, we formed the American suppressor association because I wanted to be able to hunt with a suppressor at home and I wanted to be able to deregulate these things at the federal level. Um, so at the time, back in 2010, 2011, nobody else was working on it. Um, so that's kind of where we identified a void and, and have been trying to get after it ever since. Um, you know, it's been a fun ride. I've probably worked in, I don't know, personally, two dozen states at least. Um, we've helped legalize suppressor ownership in three of those states. Um, we've helped legalize suppressor hunting in 18. Um, so now you can own a suppressor in forty-two. You can hunt with a suppressor in forty. Um, so it's it's been a fun ride. Um, we took a shot with the Hearing Protection Act um, back in uh, twenty seventeen. We got it pretty close.
0: Right. Um, that was the that was the Hush Act, right?
3: Uh, so there's two. There's the Hearing Protection Act and the Shush Act. Which, okay. All right. Um, which are, are more or less um, identical. There's a, a one primary difference being with the hearing protection act, you would still have to have a background check with the shush act. You wouldn't, um, which, you know, we could dive into the politics of that if you'd like, but, um, yeah, but, uh, we were pushing that pretty hard. Uh, we got it introduced or included in what was then the sportsman's package, um, which passed out of committee. And we were told that we were going to have a vote on the house floor, um, in the coming days. And shortly before that, there was the shooting in Las Vegas and, all the appetite for any program legislation was just completely
0: evaporated. Right, exactly. No, I remember that. Uh, I mean, I remember some of the speculations in the uh, in the uh, conspiracy theory corners of the internet said that was why it happened, you know. But, I mean, I think it's just one of those things where it fell apart. Now, suppressors are, you know, uh, again, they've been so – I guess there's so much mystique, and they've been maligned so much by media and government, and then the the movies embrace the whole idea, you know, behind it, and they they make him to seem like they're magical and mystical. But you know, the suppressor has been around for a long, long time. I mean, Hiram Maxim and uh, his whole crew—they, I mean, they created something that was truly amazing, and uh, and really should have become kind of standard fare for every shooter who was shooting in an area where other people might be around. I mean, it was really kind of the polite way to shoot uh, in a lot of ways, but that all changed, uh, you know, back uh, back in the day. That all changed when people started seeing this as something only that criminals would want to use, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's one of these weird, like, historical anomalies, right, where their inclusion in the National Firearms Act, which is the law that federally regulated them in 1934, they were the only aspect of that Piece of legislation that wasn't debated congressionally. Um, so, uh, how familiar are you with the National Firearms Act and kind of the history
0: of how that oh, came together? Yeah, no, I'm totally familiar with the history of the shotgun wielding bootlegger who decided not to show up to to, to argue the fact that his shotgun was not half an inch too short. Um, and uh, I mean, <laughs> the, the whole. I mean, th- this whole thing. You go back and you read the history of the National Firearms Act. It was uh, U.S. versus Miller, right? And. Uh, and you look at this and you realize that, you know, if if that guy had shown up to argue his case or hired somebody or somebody had gotten together to, to hear this case, we might not have a National Firearms Act. But apparently it, it showed up in the front of the Supreme Court with only one side, only the government being able to have their say. And they instituted at the time a $200 tax on, uh, of course, machine guns, short barrel rifles and uh, and everything else, $5 uh, tax stamps on um, AODs and other things. But you got to realize it was a, you know, we're talking about $10, $5, $10, $20 shotguns having a $200 tax on them. um, And, and they thought that that was, oh yeah, that's totally okay. That's totally okay. Um, It's, it's amazing to think about uh, in today's terms.
3: Yeah, it really is. If you were to adjust it for inflation, it'd be somewhere between $3,500 and $4,000 per tax permit for, per application that you're sending in. Right. Um, You know, and, and that was when it passed, it was, FDR and his attorney general, Homer Cummings, sat down together and said, hey, we want to ban guns, but we don't have the constitutional authority to do it. What's the next best thing? Well, let's create a registry and tax them. Right. Um, You know, which... I just, I still to this day don't understand how it's constitutional. We're working to try and dismantle it, but uh, it moves at a glacial pace, as you
0: know. Right. Oh, absolutely. They're going to argue something about the uh, Congresses. It's not a ban; it's a taxation, and it's Congress's authority to tax. And but again, a right delayed or a right to, you know deferred because of tax payment is a right denied. So, absolutely. I mean, I think that there's definitely an argument in there for it. But I mean, you're right. I mean, this is the insanity. You've got a five dollar shotgun that they want to charge a two hundred dollar tax on. So again. Just add some zeros on there, a $500 shotgun that now they ostensibly could put a 2000 or a $20,000 tax on in the same dollars today. And you're like, wow, uh, yep. of, of course you couldn't afford that. Of course you couldn't do that. But that's the whole point. The whole point is about control at this point. Now, yeah. I, mentioned it in, I mentioned it earlier, and you may want to comment on this, but I know that in some of the Scandic com- uh, countries where they do allow rifles and shooting and hunting and things like that, that some of them actually sell suppressors like in a hardware store over the counter. Like you just go in because it's considered polite not to shoot in the woods or your neighbor's yard or whatever without having a suppressor on.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And every every European country is different, right? Like, they all have their own laws and regulations, um, similar to here, and even within those countries, sometimes there can be variability, similar to how we have different laws in different states. Um, but there are a handful of countries over there, Norway being probably the most liberal with their suppressor laws, where you or I could literally fly over there and buy a suppressor. We'd have a harder time buying the gun. Right, um, right. But we can buy the muffler for that gun and walk out. And it's just, to me, it's just ludicrous that We have such stringent and heavy regulations on something that doesn't even actually silence the noise of a gunshot. It just takes a dangerously loud sound level and makes it less dangerously loud.
0: Well, and let's talk about that for a second, the fiction around this, the mystique that's been built up primarily by the the entertainment industry over the years. You know, where they show the guy threading the barrel, you know, threading the, the silencer on his barrel, the suppressor on his barrel. They call them silencers anyway. Uh, but they, you know, but it puts the suppressor on the barrel and he pulls the trigger and it goes. And you're like, oh, man, that's scary. When you realize that if you've ever actually shot a suppressor, it doesn't do anything like that. But it doesn't matter. That's what's in people's minds. They have no idea. And uh, and and they don't realize what I mean, shooting with a suppressor is fun because you don't have to have your cans on you know you don't have to have the the uh, the earphones or the muffs or the plugs in if you're all shooting with suppressors and you could just be out there having a good time without that loud supersonic crack damaging your hearing and doing everything else annoying the neighbors or whoever else is around i mean it is a it is a it, it's a safety measure more than anything else it really should be almost a safety requirement along with glasses and, uh, you know, with eyewear and with ear protection, you should have, you know, a suppressor just to make sure everybody doesn't damage their hearing.
3: Yeah. And like you said, I mean, you know, with Hollywood, perception is reality. And on the one hand I kind of have to thank Hollywood because without them I wouldn't have a job. But on the other hand, you know, how dare they, right? Like it it would be great if we can overcome those myths and misconceptions. And frankly, that's one of the primary objectives of ASA as a whole and my job for the past decade. Plus, um, you know, when it comes to, to shooting guns, guns are just plain loud. I mean, they are, you can't get around that. Um, and suppressors are the only tool that can help mitigate that noise at the source. Um, you know, they're not a substitute always for traditional hearing protection devices. A lot of the times if you're shooting a heavy volume of fire, more than a few rounds, especially with your hunting caliber rifles or shotguns and things like that, you probably should still wear traditional hearing protection, like earplugs or earbuffs. But the argument that like, Oh, well then why even have them? It's kind of like, well, when you get in a car, your car probably has an airbag, right? Right. (laughs) Does it also have a seatbelt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, you know? and maybe even a fire extinguisher, right? I mean, you know, exactly. <laughs> it's a safety feature, just Multiple like anything. layers
3: of safety make it safer.
0: Yeah, and and of course, you know, the 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 worst part is is that when you look at it statistically, uh, suppressors have not been used to any statistical. Uh, I mean, really, uh, it, less than a less than a percent of a percent of a percent have suppressors ever been used. In uh, in in crimes, it's just not something that they you normally see out there.
3: Yeah, even ATF acknowledged that back in 2017, when their number two in charge at the time put out a white paper that said, you know, look, these things are are used so infrequently that it's a statistical anomaly.
0: Right. No, and it, it, it is. It's it is a just another safety measure that people. And I wish more people would get. You know, if I was going to get an NFA item, of course I can't really afford machine guns or anything else. I had a lot of friends that had that. I can't really. I'm not the rich man. I can't afford that. Uh, but I've shot a lot of them over the years. So just paid for the ammo and been able to shoot with friends. But if I was going to get an NFA uh, item, it would have to be a suppressor. Probably one of the most useful items out there. Um, I mean, just some, just to be able to use each and every day, uh, whether you're hunting rabbits in the backyard or whether you're just plinking away, it's something that uh, that everybody should have access to easily, without having to beg the government's permission and wait ten months to get approval.
3: Hundred percent, you hit the nail on the head with that.
0: Yeah, so, um, I we're coming up on the break here, and uh, and I want to I want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, During the break, maybe you'll give us some details on how folks can, uh, you know, what they need to walk through to get a suppressor. You can walk them through that. And then we'll talk a little bit about the banquet and the seminars and what you guys are going to be doing this weekend down in Anchorage. And uh, we can come back from that. So hold the line. Knox Williams is our guest He is the president and executive director of the American Suppressor Association. So we're going to be back to talk with him here in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. It is Firearms Friday. That's right. Right here. The Michael Duke Show. Broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or translator. And around the world at MichaelDukeShow.com on the interwebs. Back with more right after this. We're broadcasting live through a
1: series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide
2: streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the, the Internet.
0: Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we're in the break right now. Knox Williams is our guest. Um You know, I mean, it's not difficult, um, Knox, necessarily, to get a suppressor, but I sure find it irritating, right? I mean, it's just, you know, and and they've they've made it a lot easier uh, over the years uh, to do so. I think, is it Silencer Co. or somebody that has put together these little kiosks now where you can basically go through the whole process in the store electronically? You don't have to fill out all the forms paperwork-wise and everything else. You can do it electronically, and then you can get it. But again, to beg the government's permission to have to drop them $200 extra as a tax stamp uh, for them to do it, and then wait you know, up to 10 months, 12 months. I've heard some people have had to wait for a suppressor approval. Uh, to get it back after you've paid for it all. You have to pay for everything up front, including the suppressor, and then wait a year to get it. It just galls me to have to beg the king's permission to be able to exercise a right.
3: I couldn't agree more with you. It's it's pretty ludicrous that you have to do that. It's an antiquated system. Thankfully, there has been a, a pretty sizable step forward. The ATF finally jumped into the you know latter half of the uh, 21st century. Um, with the advent of the e-forms, or the the relaunch of it. Um, But it's frustrating. You shouldn't have to do this. You shouldn't have to go through the process.
0: And the process includes filling out the form, um, you know, and uh, and getting yourself fingerprinted and photographed and getting the background check and doing all that stuff. Uh, It's a ream of paperwork. And then on top of that, then having to purchase it, pay for the thing, have it sit in the dealer's gun safe for however long, submitting it. And then, I mean, what are we waiting for right now? How, what's the turnaround time? I just say 9 to 12 months because that's what I heard about a year and a half ago. Uh, what's it, what is it today? Is it still hovering around that uh, that mark?
3: Yeah, so we sat down with ATF uh, back in January. and They told us that the current wait times for a paper form was, quote, 10-plus months. Um, so it's very vague and ambiguous. Um, and it can be highly variable. Um, so while it might be an average of ten or so months on the paper forms, it could take a year and a half for some people if you don't get an auto approval on your um, on your nix check. Um, mm-hmm. But with the new eForm system that launched this past December, so two days before Christmas, they launched the new electronic transfer system. Right, uh, and they are promising a turnaround of around ninety days.
0: Ninety days
3: yeah, yep. which is a step forward, but it's still way too long.
0: yeah, I mean, it is a step forward. Don't get me wrong. But again, again, the galling part for me, asking permission, please, please, mommy, may I have a cookie um yep. is is just irritating as hell. um <clears throat> but that I mean, I guess that's good to know. um, in the chat room, somebody's asking, we got here a couple minutes, so let me just ask you this question. This is kind of off topic, but since you are the uh, since you are the uh, uh, the expert, subject matter expert, Ken uh, says, can you ask Knox to explain what you get when you pay for with a more expensive suppressor? What's different? or Are all suppressors created equal? Uh, I'll let you take that one since you're the uh, suppressor guy.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So that's a great question. Um, and the answer, the short answer is no, not all suppressors are created equally. Um, similar to, you know, what's the difference between a, you know, a Toyota Camry and a Lamborghini, right? Like there's a ton of of differences and a lot in between. Both have four wheels and will get you where you want to go, but it's kind of what sort of features are you in. Um, you know, if you want something that uh, just withstands kind of a low volume of fire, um, say like a hunting suppressor on a bolt gun with a longer barrel, um, your requirements are going to be a bit different than if you want to put it on a short barrel rifle machine gun and do mag dunk through it, right? It's going to require different types of metals, um, different strengths, and whatnot. Um, weight can be a factor sound reduction will be a factor um, the type of suppressor that you're getting so a rimfire suppressor for a 22 is going to be less expensive uh, than a center fire handgun suppressor which will generally be around the same or less expensive than a rifle suppressor.
0: Right and um, is it are you able to disassemble it to clean it does it have to be is it sealed does it have to be sent back I mean there's all different kinds of uh, components in there that uh, are all part and parcel of that as well. Absolutely And uh, I always thought that was funny, you know, the, the, uh, the, I, I, at one point in my life, I had a box of, of, uh, of stuff that I traded for, including in there was a baffle that had been struck. It was a bullet struck baffle. So it was deformed, but I thought it was an interesting little token until I I, talking to one guy one day and he's like, you need to go throw that away right now and never talk about it again. And I'm like, why? He goes, because you could go to prison for just having that bent piece of metal, that is no longer usable, and I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that, you know, because, again, I don't have a suppressor, uh, but I had this baffle, and that could be considered manufacturing. Even though it was all bent out of shape and uh, deformed, uh, you know, it was just one of those things where you're just like, how stupid do the laws in this country have to get?
3: Yeah. The the law on suppressors is very restrictive. Um, They include any, you know, parts intended or used in the manufacture of the suppressor as a suppressor. Um, So it gets it's a bit ridiculous um and it's something that atf actually approached us and said hey but can you help us change this
0: absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Hold, on. L- hold on hold on hold on i want to hear this story but we're coming up on the break so i i want to i want to return to radio and, and talk about this because i think that's important hold the line the michael duke show common sense radio here we go <music> yeah And then in that funicello. yeah that's right we're surfing it out here this morning we're talking to Knox Williams who is the president of the American Suppressor Association and we were just talking about some of the laws regarding suppressors and I was talking about well, back in the day I had this piece this bent broken piece of a suppressor that I'd, I don't know there's a box full of stuff that I traded for it was in the bottom of the box and I was like oh that's an interesting little talking piece and then somebody reminded me that I could immediately go to prison and, and have to pay ten thousand dollars in fines for owning a broken piece of something that is anyway and so you were just saying yeah the ATF is not has no sense of humor about that but they did approach the American Suppressor Association in an attempt to change and and make some of those laws a little more livable let's talk about that real quick
3: yeah so back when we first introduced the Hearing Protection Act you know we kept it pretty simple. It would remove them from the National Firearms Act and um, get rid of the tax stamp, get rid of the wait times, be able to walk into a gun store and, uh, you know, just basically walk in, pass the background check, walk out with it. Um, and before the reintroduction of it, some folks came to us and said, hey, can you help us address the suppressor parts and components language? Because right now the definition of a silencer is, quote, any device for silencing, muffling, or diminishing the reportable portable firearm, including any combination of parts designed or redesigned intended for use in assembling or fabricating a firearm silencer, and any part intended only for use in such assembly or fabrication, and it's created a lot of headaches
0: for them. Um, yeah, I bet. Well, I mean, you know. not just for them. I mean, great. I'm glad. I mean, hey, I'm glad they've acknowledged that they want to fix it and do that. But I mean, I remember reading a report here probably 20 years ago of a guy who had a shop like a machine shop and he had... He had, uh, you know, frost plugs and pipe and other things that you would normally find in a, in a mechanics repair machine shop. And they're like, oh, these are all, these could be suppressor parts, so we're going to have to take you downtown. And I was like, Jesus. I mean, any any automotive shop could have that stuff sitting there. And you're saying that any combination of those things could lead to that? I mean, that just increases the pucker for every law-abiding American who worries about it.
3: Yeah, Absolutely. It's ludicrous and it's, it's arbitrary, right? Like now they have to prove intent. Okay. Well, you know, get out of here. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's something that we addressed with some language when we reintroduced the hearing protection act in 2017. And it's, you know, that language that stayed in there, but it's basically defining what is an actual silencer. Um, and we chose to be the phrase keystone part. Um, that's basically the part without which you can't operate a suppressor.
0: Right. Well, it's some interesting stuff, and um, I mean, we could spend a whole show just on suppressors from the history of them to the, again, the banning, uh, what they can be used for, how they work, everything else, but uh, we've only got about 10 minutes here, so I want to to jump into what ASA is doing uh, here in Alaska, what's going on at the Safari Club, not the Sierra Club, the Safari Club Dinner. And uh, what you guys are going to be doing at, the, uh, um, at the, uh, the seminars and stuff. So let's talk about that.
3: Sounds good. Yeah, that's a, an important distinction. That's the idea of Safari Club.
0: <laughs> Come on. You, would, you can't tell me you wouldn't love to set up a table at the Sierra Club dinner and just see what those people, you know, how they twitch and squirm. You, you, that would be fun to watch.
3: You know, you laugh about that. And that's, you know, our one of our most effective tools has always been trying to take the most anti legislators operatives out to the range.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Take anybody who's anti-gun out to the range. And if you can convince them to actually shoot, they might change their minds. At least they'll come back a little less, a little less anti than they started. I I agree with that. Absolutely. Education. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, the seminars. What are you guys doing?
3: Yeah, so we're basically giving everybody kind of a Suppressor 101 course, and we're talking about a lot of the things that we've covered today, um, but things like the history of suppressors, why they're in the National Firearms Act, what they actually do, um, some of the work that we've done organizationally at the state and federal level, um, and specifically here in Alaska, we've got a couple of resolutions effectively urging the federal delegation here to support the hearing protection and try and get suppressors to be regulated. Um, you know, we know that there's about uh, 15,000 or so suppressors, that, more than that actually, they were registered in Alaska alone as of May of 2021. That right. was the most recent report that ATF put out. Um, so there's a lot of people within the state that use these, and there could be a lot more if they were easier uh, to obtain. Um, and that's what we're trying to go at.
0: No, I mean, and again, I mean, I fully agree with you that I think that they should be an accessory like anything else. If I want to, you know, if I want a holographic scope or I want a foregrip that I can mount on there, I should be able to, it should be sitting right in the case right next to the, uh, you know, to the Magpul foregrip that I'm looking at should be a suppressor for a variety of calibers. And I should just be able to pay for it, pick it up and take it with me. Um, I'm, this This just makes sense again. Um cuz here's here's my point um that that I want to make on this making a suppressor is, <clears throat> is not that hard i mean theoretically in in you know whether it's an impromptu whether you if you have some some skills like i said earlier any machinist can make one um it's not like it's rocket surgery it may not be as effective as some of the high speed ones that are made by some of the companies today cuz they put in a bunch of science into them But, I mean, anybody with duct tape and a freaking soda bottle can make a suppressor. You know what I mean? Uh, And yet we don't see them being used for bad ends around the country. Um, And and so, again, I I think this is is another one of those solutions looking for a problem that doesn't exist or politicians looking for a way to punish law-abiding citizens for daring to want to exercise their rights. 100%.
3: You know, one of the main reasons why they're not used in crime very often.
0: Uh, why that? Because
3: they don't actually silence the gun, yeah, right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I used to. I used to love people to be like, "Oh, this is." I, in fact, I saw. I don't know. This was probably 15, 20 years ago when YouTube was first starting, and there were some interesting videos out there that are probably have long since been, you know, banned from YouTube. But a guy actually did a comparative. He's like, okay, here's what it looks like. You know, here's the movie. And he would like show the movie clip of what it would sound like. And he's like, here's what it sounds like in real life, you know? And it's not like a whisper, I mean, it's like somebody slammed an encyclopedia on the counter. It still makes noise, you're still gonna hear it. You're just not going to hear the crack. You're still not going to. But, but again, and it's not always about, and look at look at now all of our military. I mean, now you've got military, uh, many frontline troops, not all, but many frontline troops are being issued suppressors as standard equipment because they realize not only does it help muffle the noise, it, it it allows them to shoot without giving away their position and everything else. I mean, there's, there's just so many applications for this, uh, which is the same thing that a hunter would want, right? I mean, if they're out there hunting game, uh, this is the same kind of stuff.
3: When you look at you look at hunting guides here in Alaska as well. If I was a guide, I would want all of my clients to use a suppressor because that's one of the most surefire ways to blow out your eardrums. Is to be standing next to somebody that's shooting a high-powered rifle without a suppressor and without hearing protection, which you almost never use when you're in the field.
0: Right. No, I exactly. I agree. What are what else are people going to learn here, Knox, at this seminar here?
3: Yeah, um, you know. It, I think mainly what we've covered. And if anybody's got any questions at the seminar, we'd be more than happy to answer. And um, We'll walk you through the buying process. We'll walk you through, again, the history and kind of the legislation that we're working on. You'll learn ways that you can engage in the political process to help advance the pressure reform. Um, and, you know, learn about the applications and, and uses that might apply to you.
0: Well, I and, I and I love that. Now, the question is, this Hearing Protection Act, we're down to the last three and a half minutes or so, uh, this is in Congress now again This has been resurrected And uh, and is looking for what For sponsors, for support Give us an idea of where the legislation is
3: Correct So every year since 2015 Since it was originally introduced It's been reintroduced in Congress um, So right now we've got a House bill Sponsored by uh, Representative Jeff Duncan Out of South Carolina And a Senate bill uh, Sponsored by Senator Mike Crapo Out of Idaho um, And we would love to get uh, You know We would love to get enough co-sponsors in both bills to be able to uh, get them passed. Obviously, that's not going to happen in this Congress, um, but we're looking towards, you know, next Congress and hopefully 2025 is our our window um, if, you know, some pro-gun legislators are able to uh, take control.
0: Yeah, well, I think we're going to see a bloodbath in the midterms, quite honestly. We might see a shift and it might be a time to do it, so we need to be telling our Congress critters here in the state of Alaska, the congressman for all Alaska, Don Young, and of course, Lisa Murkowski, if she sticks around, and Dan, and Dan Sullivan, that they need to be supporting the versions of the Hearing Protection Act, right?
3: Yep. And Don Young has been on ever since it was introduced. Um, he's been a stalwart supporter of the Hearing Protection Act. Um, but we'd love to get Dan Sullivan back on, and we, we would especially love to get uh, Senator Murkowski
0: uh, on as well. Good. Well... We can only hope, fingers crossed, uh, that they deign to allow us poor, poor, pitiful mortals to be able to, you know, exercise our rights when we want to see them. And if folks want to find out more about uh, suppressors in general, does your website have a lot of good information on it?
3: It sure does, yep. And that's com. We'd love to pick you up as a member as well, if y'all are interested in that.
0: Well, we're. we're I don't know about y'all because we're in Alaska, but, you know, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know what the Alaska equivalent of you all is, but um, yeah, no, we'd love to do that. And when are you going to be putting on your seminars uh, for the uh, Hunting Expo?
3: Uh, so that's going to be tomorrow, and you're coming with a tough question of exactly what time. I asked that yesterday, and I don't know, but I believe it's around noon.
0: Okay, I, I can't see it because the thing is that the thing is so tiny. No, I can see it. You're right. It's uh, 1230. 1230 to okay. 2 p.m. You're going to come in and talk about silencers, suppressors, mufflers, moderators, all those things, which I've been I've been accused of all those things, every one of them. So it's it's good stuff. Worst things to be accused of, exactly. All right, Knox Williams, thanks for coming on board and joining us this morning. We appreciate it. Uh, Hold the line for just a second, if you would, sir. We'll be right back to you here during the break, folks. uh, That's it. Um, I uh, well Jennifer says one thirty in the chat room, but the flyer on the Safari Club site says twelve thirty. I don't know. Your mileage may vary. Just go and do the whole thing. We're out of time for this hour. Back with more. The Michael Luke Show continues right after this. All right. Uh, we're in the break here real quick. Uh, Knox is with us. Let me zoom back in again and see what this says because this is weird. The site won't let me see it. it says, Oh, so in the Cottone room number two, it says 1230 to 2 p.m. So an hour and a half, uh, American suppressor laws permitting, and trust to others. Uh, silencers, suppressors, mufflers, moderators—can all these words describe the same thing? Uh, join us for a crash course in all things suppressors with Knox Williams, executive director of ASA, and yada yada yada. So twelve thirty to two is what the flyer says here, but yep. uh, we'll uh, we'll see if that's uh, if that's good or bad when it's all said and done. If that works out, but go for the whole day, enjoy it. Knox, I wanted to give you uh, one final bite at the apple uh, here and uh, just anything that we may have missed, anything we should have touched on uh, or just any, you know, anecdotal stuff that you'd love to, uh, uh, you know, to talk about here in the next uh, two, three minutes. So I want to give you the floor.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, I I think you really covered it. Um, It's been a great conversation and thanks for having me on.
0: Well, I love I love talk. In case you couldn't figure this out, this is something that's near and dear to my heart, and something I've loved and and talked about for a long time, um, and something that I find it's one of my most irritating hot button pet peeve points uh, in gun laws in America is the whole NFA and the suppressors and everything else, especially suppressors. Uh, yeah. Well, suppressors and short barrel rifles; those two things just burn me up like nothing else. But well, you
3: know how those two got married together, right? No, tell me. So, I mean, originally the the first draft of the National Firearms Act um, had handguns included in it, Um, and that's why you had the provisions for short barrel rifle and short barrel shotgun, so people couldn't effectively create a pistol out of a rifle or a shotgun. Right. Um, And the first draft had it was just going to prohibit handguns. NRA at the time pushed back and said you can't, you know, ban handguns. Um, So they got that removed, Um, but. Short barrel rifles, short barrel shotguns, those stuck, and then the provision on suppressors expanded from just for
0: handguns to any fire. Right. I didn't. I didn't realize that that was the detail of it. But you know, this is politicians today. We got to do something. We must do. Of course, they had to do something with all those. Uh, they had to do something with all those uh, prohibition agents, right? That, that, that at the time the the bureau of uh, the bureau of alcohol had at the time because uh, they the prohibition had just lifted and they were looking to keep all those people in their jobs. They had to do something. So, like yeah. why not just create a whole new, you know, why not just create a whole new thing at that point? Yeah. All right. Well, um, I appreciate you coming on board, my friend. Uh, I would love to have you back on in the future and I reserve the right to pester you and have you back on to talk just about suppressors and the whole history and walk us through from start to finish, uh, on that as well.
3: Anytime you'd like, we'd love to chat and it's been a true pleasure.
0: All right. Well, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. And I will, uh, Oh, somebody just said they hear the Murkowski is going to be at the Safari Club dinner. There you go. We need to, you need to corner her and and hold her down and 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 force her to sign. That's what we need to do.
3: Well, I won't hold her down or force her to, but I'll certainly ask
0: her. To. No, 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 not you. I was talking about the rest of us. We'll mob <laughs> yeah. her. We'll mob her, and she'll hold the pen, and you'll move the paper, and she'll be in. You go. know what I mean? Yeah. So it'll be teamwork, far. right? Teamwork. That's right. Thanks, Knox. I appreciate you coming on board. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, uh, Knox Williams, president of the American Suppressor Society, as our guest. Today on the program, wowza! Yeah, no, you want to get me stirred up? Just, just uh, I get so angry. I'll be honest with you; it's one of the reasons why I have never bought a suppressor. Um, I have actually, I've actually gotten to the point of getting ready to submit the paperwork. Like, I purchased, I purchased a suppressor, and I got everything ready, and I did it all, and I was just so agitated by it that I that I didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I just like, I'm like, no, no, not going to do it. I'm so mad. I'm so mad about it. And I don't know why, I mean, it just seems stupid at the, you know, in, the, in hindsight, it seems a little stupid because I'd done everything. Uh, I'd paid for the suppressor. I had all my paperwork. I had my check for the $200. I had everything else. And I was just like, y- you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm just not going to do this. And, uh, and I didn't. And, um, in hindsight, it maybe seems a little foolish, but I just I, I still I get angry when I think about it. Still get angry when I think about it, because again, it's just such a stupid law. It is just such a stupid law. But it is what it is, and uh, until we get it changed, I guess I guess I'll be buying suppressors when they become available over the counter, just like everybody else. That's what I, and then I'll buy a bunch of them because. You know, you gotta, you you can. They're like they're like laced potato chips. Nobody can have just one. You gotta have you gotta have a handful of them for all your different calibers and everything else. Uh, Anyway, don't forget you can find out more about all the stuff that's going on over at the Safari Club, their banquet and their hunting expo that's going on this uh, today, tonight, and tomorrow uh, this weekend. Boom, right there. You've got all the links uh, in the chat rooms now. If you guys want to go follow and take a look at everything that's going on. And uh, you can uh, you can get that done. <sighs> All right. You know, one thing I didn't do this morning was test the phones. Um, they're up and running, uh, supposedly. But, you know, what happened earlier in the week, I'm just super nervous that the phones aren't going to work. But I'm going to open up the phone lines anyway. Once you go suppressor, you never go back. I mean, I've shot a lot of stuff that's suppressed. Don't get me wrong. I, I mean, like I said, uh, I was president of the uh, – fairbanks chapter of the alaska machine gun association so i was uh, with a lot of folks that had machine guns and nfa stuff and so i've shot a ton of stuff um but uh you know i just and like i said i got to that point where i was like i was ready to do it and i was just like uh, i don't know maybe it's a character flaw i was just upset i just didn't i did not want to just did not want to beg the king for permission kind of thing um maybe a little foolish but uh, it is what it is. Uh, anyway, we're going to open up the phone lines. We're going to talk about some other headlines and stories. We may play the Colon Noir thing again because I think it's important to hear, and we'll see uh, soon. Um, and uh, we'll go over that. And there's a good question. Jimmy just dropped a good question in the chat room for gun Q and A. We will answer that one on the other side, uh, folks. Like and share. Like and share. Like and follow. Hit the subscribe button. Ring the bell. The Michael Duke Show common sense radio let's do it whoa buddy put that thing back in its holster we haven't gone anywhere i don't understand check out the michael dukes show.com for information on how to get access to the podcast Michael Duke show. I have two guns, one for each of you. B- b- Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my friend! I say that the Second Amendment is in order of importance the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms.
1: From my cold,
0: dead hand. Friday.
2: That's my rifle, that's
0: my gun. This is for Friday it's for fun. Firearms Friday. Firearms uh, Friday. Your chance to sound, on, uh, sound off on issues of a 2A nature Right here on the big radio program. Welcome back to the show. It is hour two of the big radio broadcast. That is like the fastest hour I've ever had. I love talking about things like suppressors and other NFA items, and especially with people who are super knowledgeable. We just finished up with Knox Williams, who is the president and executive director of the uh, American Suppressor Association. You can find out more about them at American Suppressor Association. I know it's long, but it's a big, long American Suppressor Association.com. You can go over there. You can take a look at that. I guess I should probably put that link in the chat room as well. Let me just do that right now. Uh, I'm putting the links in the chat room right now for folks that want to go out there and find out more about Knox and his organization as well. And uh, that's that's where you go. Um, I... uh, uh, we're, we're going to open up the phone lines now. It's gun Q&A. We're going to hit some more headlines. Um, I'm going to play a piece uh, that Koleon Noir uh, put out yesterday, I think, uh, about Ukraine after the Russian invasion started and things that are going on in Ukraine and the things that we can learn today about the Second Amendment and why it's so important and uh, and everything else. Uh, and uh, we're going to play that here in just a bit because we we played it in the last hour, but just in case you missed it the first time, we're going to come back to it. Um, And uh, we're also going to open up the phone lines, the Pivotel call-in lines at 907-433-3150 this morning. Um, Anything you want to talk about with guns is fair game. You want to talk about suppressors, you want to talk about the NFA, we can do that. Uh, we'll answer any any question. It's gun Q and A, so any question we will answer, or do the best that we can. Uh, we being the royal we, uh, do the best that I can to answer it, and uh, because that's what we like to do. We like to answer those questions. You can also, by the way, drop me an email uh, if you'd like to ask a gun question. Uh, me at michaeldukeshow.com, dot com. M E at michaeldukeshow.com. dot com. And I would love to. Uh, I'd love to see what you guys have to say uh, on that as well. And and uh, so just just drop us a line, and and we'll we'll get it. Uh, we'll get it going on. Just put gun Q and A or gun question in the subject line so that I see it right away. That would be great. In the chat room, um, uh, uh, Jimmy asked a question uh, uh, that pertained to what we were just talking about. We were just talking about suppressors. And, um, and so he asked a question because I think I mentioned it in briefly in passing. Uh, and I, he asked the question, so wait, do you buy the suppressor first, then wait for the government papers, or do you file with the government and then buy the suppressor? So <clears throat> what has to happen is you have to purchase the suppressor first, but you don't take possession of it. So you'll pay the, you'll pay the dealer, the class three dealer, whoever the dealer is, you'll pay them for the suppressor get the information off of it, including the make, model, and serial number. Then you fill out the forms that include all of your pertinent information and the information from the suppressor, meaning make, model, and serial number. And then you submit it to the government with all those forms, the fingerprints, everything else, and your check for $200 for the privilege of exercising your rights in America. And then you wait. Um, so, I mean, it, it essentially is, yes, you, you have to buy it because your application has to include the serial number of the device because it's tied to you, right? I mean, everything's tied to you. It goes on to the NFA registry, the national firearms act registry with your name, the make and model and serial number of the device. So you have to own it. So you can't just say, well, I want to buy one and I'll fill out the paperwork and then I'll choose. No, you have to know because it's all part and parcel, uh, as a piece of it and that holds a lot of people up because you know if you're going to get a like a rifle suppressor uh you know it's like a $1000 for some of these rifle suppressors or more um you have to plonk down the $1000 then fill out the paperwork then drop the other $200 and then wait a year uh greg in the chat room said earlier his 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 last one took 12 months 12 months for his Uh, And we've heard anything from nine months to 12 months. Now they're saying that the new e-paperwork, and that is one of the new things that's coming out. They've got these new electronic kiosk things that they're putting up in certain gun stores. And you're able to do it electronically. They are able, they're saying now that they should only be a 90-day wait. Which used to be back in the day, that was what they said. 90 days to, you know, maybe 90 to 120 days and you'd get your information back. But over the course of the last 20 years as I've been following this, it is slowly that length of time for the check and for the approval of your tax stamp for your suppressor gets bigger and the, lo- the wait got longer and longer and longer and longer. Um, Jimmy says, well, what happens if you get denied? Well, then the suppressor is still in the inventory of the dealer and uh, I guess it's up to the dealer to decide whether to refund your money or not. Uh, I mean, at that point, I think it's, I mean, I think the right thing to do would be to refund your money, but you know, why would you be denied? Um, because if you're denied that, then you you can't. You probably shouldn't own firearms, according to the federal government, either. So, I mean, there you go. Um, now the other question that somebody else mentioned is they mentioned about a uh, trust. Um, Robert in the chat room says it's he in answer to the question. He says kind of done simultaneously. You can also start a trust to place your weapons and suppressors in, so that all persons in the trust can use the weapons or suppressor. Which brings up another point. Um, if you own a suppressor and you file the paperwork and you did it as an individual, you can't just loan that suppressor to somebody. You can't just, uh, you know, if you're, a, if you're a dad and you've got, uh, you know, sons who are adult enough to be able to go out on their own and shoot and do anything, they just can't take that suppressor out of the gun safe and go shooting with it. You have to be physically present. And the tax stamp has to be physically present at any time that you know that, that law enforcement could show up and demand that they show proof of not only ownership but of the tax stamp as well. Um, it's a physical tax. I mean, it looks like a big postage stamp. Uh, it's a physical tax stamp, and if you don't have that, oof, somebody's getting carted off to jail. But a trust, an NFA trust, is a legal entity. Um, kind of like, I mean, I guess I would liken it almost like to a corporation, um, but it's specifically for NFA items. And that way you could uh, have anybody in that trust could be members or shareholders, at, like in the, if we're talking about the kind of the corporation analogy, anybody who is in that trust would then have access to those fires. So if you have a short-barreled rifle and a short barrel shotgun, and maybe a, a you know a, a, maybe a machine gun, maybe you have a, a full auto class three rifle and some suppressors. If they are all held in a trust, then anybody who is assigned to that trust can utilize them and take them. NFA trusts are also very handy for when you die and pass away. Uh, that the the you the trust is still holds all the firearms in in and of itself. You don't have to, you know, your 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 children don't have to jump through all the ATF hoops to try and and uh, recertify that all these guns that are probably worth you know thousands and thousands of dollars, uh, then have to be would have to be recertified uh, to each individual gun to each individual person again. If they're in a trust, they're in the trust, right? And so uh, that's a it's a it's a it's quite a deal. Now you can get a trust an NFA trust set up for. I think as little as seven hundred and fifty bucks or something, and if you've got a bunch of people in your family or people that you know you trust that are friends or shooting buddies or whatever, you could create a trust that has you know the the, the those people inside of that. So uh, it's it's a it's a it's a pretty good deal. So maybe we should do a maybe we should do a show about NFA trust too at some point. Bring an expert on to talk about it. Because I just gave you the layman's thumbnail version, 10,000-foot view of it, and uh, and and why it would make sense to do it. But we should bring an expert on to talk about that as well, uh, because it's some pretty interesting stuff. It is some definitely some interesting stuff. Robert in the chat room asks, when is Biden going to hand out guns like Ukraine is doing? And in case you missed it, that was the announcement from the Ukrainian government uh, here, uh, je- uh, I guess, uh, yesterday? Yeah, early yesterday. Ukraine's interior minister is announcing that 10,000 automatic rifles have been handed out to the citizens of Kiev uh, as they prepare to fight tooth and nail to defend their homes against Putin's invasion. Uh, and prior to that, the Ukrainian government had decided, their parliament had decided to lift restrictions on citizens carrying guns for self-defense. I mean, it's all okay to protect you from yourselves, but when there's a threat, oh baby, now you need to start thinking about it. And my friend Colion Noir—I mean, my friend in my mind—he's I admire him greatly. Colion Noir uh, was talking about this yesterday on his Facebook page, and if you missed it, you missed a you missed a pretty good uh, you missed a pretty good uh, laydown on uh, on why exactly the Second Amendment is important. So I'm going to share that with you again this morning with a little bit of commentary from myself as well. Uh, this is Colion Noir on Ukraine and why the second amendment is more important now than ever
2: there is a reason why we have the second amendment and there's a lot of people that don't like to accept the reality see when i talk about the second amendment and how the second amendment was put in place to protect our country against foreign or domestic tyrannical governments people look at me like i'm crazy they're like where are you getting this from this could never happen here no 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 no. come on we're, we're a modern progressive society
0: Yeah, of course. And again, as I mentioned earlier, except when we're not, right, except when we're not, when we have, you know, massive lockdowns, when we have things like the, uh, you know, the Japanese internment during World War II, when we experiment on our own soldiers, Tuskegee and others. And, you know, when the government, of course, the government's going to take care of us. They're never going to hurt us. They would never turn on us except that any student of history realizes that that is almost the inevitable conclusion of any government uh, in the history of the world. Uh, You know, why we should somehow be exempt from that, I don't know,
2: but I digress. Well, allow me to introduce you to 2022, considering everything that's going on right now. The irony is Ukraine's gun laws, comparatively speaking to its surrounding countries, gun laws aren't as restrictive as the other countries, but but there's something to be said about the fact that they were strict enough that they have to loosen them so that people can now go out and buy firearms to protect themselves against a foreign threat. There are nothing but sharks out there. The only thing that they respect, the only language they speak is power. It's no different than you having to deal with criminals here in America, where the only thing they understand and the only language they speak is power. The second amendment was written for that very thing.
0: And I mean, I I think that sums up everything in a nutshell there. These guys understood that the founders, they understood that they just viewed that they just understood that power was the only solution to fight back against a bully. In this case, King George, in today's case, Putin or others who would want to bully you with the force of government to do things that are not within your best interest
2: was designed for us to have what we needed because the founding fathers who put that in place, the reason they wrote the second amendment, they just got done fighting a war against a foreign government that they thought was tyrannical. And so they said, well, if we're going to have this thing here that we value and we cherish, which is based and predicated on the idea of freedom and self-reliance, we need to protect the very thing that they would need to fight back against a government, whether it was domestic or foreign from trying to take that away from them. That would be the second amendment.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. That I mean, just exactly what we were just talking about. That's exactly what it's for.
2: For all these years, you have this government that you relied on to keep you safe. And they said they would keep you safe. And they would do this by having gun laws and all these restrictions on people's ability to have firearms only for them to later on tell you, hey, guess what? We're relaxing those laws now. Go out and buy all the guns that you want because you're going to need them to protect yourself because, honestly, we can't do anything for you. As a matter of fact, we actually need your help to fight the people who are trying to invade us now. That should be a prime example for everyone here in America. See, right now, we don't have to get the government's permission to do these things because we have a Second Amendment right here in the...
0: Except for we do have to be... We just spent an hour talking about how we have to beg the government's permission for some of these things. So... He's not a hundred percent right in that. I mean, accurate, but you know,
2: so take advantage of the fact that here in America, we have an unrestricted right to exercise our second amendment because most people don't have that luxury, but we do. So go out there, buy a gun, learn to use it safely, learn to use it effectively. There's so much information out there for people to ascertain and get in order to learn to use a firearm effectively and safely. That's what we need to be doing in this country. Because whether you like it or not, reality is reality. There's nothing you can do about it. You can talk about how moral and virtuous you are and how a gun signifies violence and you're anti-violence. Cool, be that way all you want. But when it comes down to understand the reality, at some point it's gonna make you have to flip that switch to defend that thing that you say you are. Because the thing that would be coming for you doesn't care about your morality it doesn't care about your compassion it doesn't care about your grace the only thing it respects is grace the only thing it respects is equal or greater power
0: that's right i mean you could be as anti-violence as you want my friends as anti-violence as you want that doesn't stop bad people from doing bad things to you The only thing that stops bad people from doing bad things is you being able to do bad things back to them. Force, power. It's the only thing that's understood by many of these people. I'm anti-violence, but I carry a gun. Why? Because I'm anti-violence. It's the ultimate discussion stopper at that point. All right, phone lines are open, 907-433-3150. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio. Your mental suppository. The Michael Duke Show. Okay, uh, we're in the break right now. That's a great piece from Coley Noir. Oh, man, love it. Love it. Um, Silencer Co. has a great program. They do the trust, and my memory of the cost was about $250. Oh, well, I hadn't heard about that. Maybe I need to reach out to Silencer Co. and see if I can get a representative on. Maybe Knox can put me in, in contact with somebody like that. That would be a great that would be a great thing to do, because last time I looked into creating a trust, it was like seven hundred and fifty bucks here in the state. There was a guy that was doing them here in the state of Alaska. Um, here's why Ukraine gave up its nukes and why it matters to America. Uh, this is the Mark Levin thing, apparently. Okay, i'll uh, I'll take a look at uh, I'll take a look at that there later, Sandy. Thank you for uh, Thank you for uh, sharing that with me. I appreciate that. Uh, I'll take a look at it. Uh, I'll take a look at it at another time. Um, all right, well, I got no lines on hold. Now I'm nervous enough to actually make the phone call to make sure that my phone is actually working because, uh, you know, I mean, like I said, it works fine for weeks and weeks and weeks, and then one day it just doesn't work properly. And uh, then I get a little concerned about it. Like what is actually going on? So, all right, so we'll give it a call to make sure that the phone line is working. And see what goes on from there. Um, what else? What else, What other questions you guys got? You guys got any discussions or, qu- or questions you want to talk about? I want to hear what you have to say. Um, type it out in the chat room. Let's see. Hey, it worked. It, it worked. Okay. Tip. All right. So we're going to do that, and then I'm going to check to make sure that once it goes on hold. After you get through the greeting to make sure that they can hear me on the radio through the phone and that we can hear them on the phone as well. We've had to do this like two or three times this week. It's really getting irritating, but that's what it is. So I can hear myself on the radio. That's fantastic. Now let's see if I can hear myself, can on, hear the myself on the phone. On the phone. And good morning. How are you folks this morning? morning. Look at that! It's coming right through the phone. All right, so we know all it's right. all we know it's all working right. Okay, so the phone lines are working. Thank you, Lord, for making that easy for me. Okay, so phone lines are open. We can talk about any of that stuff that you want to talk about. Uh, any questions or comments? Uh, we'll lead stuff from the chat room as well. Plus, we're going to talk about our friends at Bivvy, and uh, then we're going to be joined by Willie Waffle, wafflemovies.com. For our weekend movie review and streaming. Movies and streams and entertainment and all that kind of stuff. It'll be fun. Um, Fauci. That's just a question. Fauci? Question mark from Brian on you on Facebook. Brian, I don't know where that is. Jack at Jim says, should I learn to speak Russian or Chinese? I don't know. Um, whichever you please. Whichever you please. Uh, I'm not too worried about Russia per se right now. I guess I would give the Chinese. I would be more worried about the Chinese at this point than the Russians, if I was. If I, if you said, you know, put it on a scale and weigh it for me. But again, I can't affect any of that stuff, so I don't really worry that much about it. I do love to read some of it and apply some of that stuff to what's happened in America, uh, like we were talking about earlier with the Second Amendment and stuff like that, and what's happening with Ukraine right now and their gun laws. The fact that the government's now passing out machine guns to all its citizens, I find that. Hysterical, I can't wait to the u s. government starts passing out its stockpile of machine guns to all of us. I mean, wouldn't that be great? Um, can't you train one of your kids to engineer for you, says Brian. Have you tried to get a child up at at three forty five in the morning or four o'clock in the morning? I mean, it's just it's not worth the thing. Um, responding to your comment, making us do things that are not in our best interest. Oh, yeah, fauci, got it. Got it all right we're about uh, just under a minute out right now we got one line on hold let's go over to the phones and see who's there and where they're calling from good morning who's this and where are you calling from hello good morning hello bonnie how are you
1: <laughs> so canada what's, Wait, they, wait are they wait wait
0: have guns wait, wait a second don't don't get ahead of me don't get ahead of me i just wanted to make sure i knew who it was you can ask your questions about canada when we return to the radio in 26 seconds. So hold the line, Bonnie, and we'll be back, and we will start with you all over again here in just a moment. Like and share this video. Like and share. Like and follow on uh, Facebook as well. And then on YouTube, you can hit the subscribe button and ring the bell. And if you're on Twitch, I see wolf's there. Cade Munn was on there. A couple other folks were on there. If you're on Twitch, you can hit follow as well. Let's do it. Okay, welcome back to the program. Thanks for continuing with us. Uh, Q&A is what we've got open up right now. Gun Q&A, answering questions as best we can. Talking about things of a 2A nature. It is Firearms Friday here on the Michael Duke Show. Let's uh, continue ahead. we got one line on hold. 907-433-3150 is the phone number. A phone, phone line, phone number, the Pivotel call in line if you want to do that, 907-433-3150. Bonnie's in North Pole, and she wanted to talk about <laughs> Canada. Canada, oh, Canada. What's your question, Bonnie? What's on your mind?
3: Okay. When Canada was, you know, uh, protesting and this and that, and they found some guy,
1: and they showed pictures of all these rifles and everything. Does that mean they're not allowed to have... Guns there? What's the deal
0: there? No, Canadian gun laws are pretty restrictive. Um, they can have uh, some hunting rifles and some shotguns, uh, but as far as like pistols and uh, military style, you know, uh, uh, semi-autos or things like that, no, they really frown on that stuff. That's a that's a big no-no down there. Now, hunting rifles and bolt actions and shotguns. Uh, you know, some people can get and everything else. I didn't see the picture, so I don't even know what was uh, what was in them as far as a type of gun. Yeah, but yeah, they don't. They don't. They mm-hmm. they they are not as gun friendly as the United States. That's for sure.
3: I see. Okay, thank you.
0: Well, I'm happy to answer that question. Four three three thirty one fifty. Bye, buddy. <laughs> uh, I'd be happy to answer your questions if I can here on the old radio program this morning. If you'd like to sound off. Now is the time to do it. I found it ironic the Democrats all of a sudden seem to be pro-gun. I just, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, the, uh, uh, should have waited for Q&A. Uh, sorry, I just saw a question come up. CYYC pistol doesn't hurt in the hand like the Makarov. Oh, that was great. Heather uh, asked a question last week. She had a Makarov 9 millimeter pistol. And said it really hurt her hand to shoot it, and like made her thumb swell up, kind of thing. Um, and it all goes back to, uh, and I've told this to many people over the years. If when you're picking a handgun, um, you know, to to shoot for the first time, especially, you need to go and and basically, you know, find a caliber you think you're going to be comfortable with, and go to a gun store and pick up a bunch of the different firearms in that caliber. And I don't mean buy, pick up. I mean like actually physically handle them. Um, and uh, you'll you'll find one that fits your hand. It, you, you eventually you some will feel okay, some will feel good, some will feel bad, but eventually you'll find the one that feels right in your hand. Doesn't feel like a block of wood or a brick of steel. It just it feels comfortable in your hand. And once you've reached that point, uh, that's the that's when you know this is the gun that you probably should purchase and go out and practice with a lot. Uh, Heather says the C SCCY pistol that she picked up is uh, got a thicker grip than the old Makarov, and uh, and yeah, I mean, look, it's always good to have you know if you, you got a Makarov, it's always good to have in the drawer just in case you need another gun. But uh, if you're going to be carrying one or using it for self-defense, you need to be able to practice with it, practice with it, practice with it to become familiar, to learn to how to fire it, handle it safely and everything else and you won't do that with a gun that hurts you or scares you or is uncomfortable to shoot that will never do so there you go um and um, you can you can do that as well heather says looking for a 22 pistol if you're looking for a 22 pistol uh that's semi-auto i recommend the walther i like the walther but again does it fit your hand not that there's much recoil on a 22 and the uh, other one uh, that is really good uh, for uh, for shooting, if you like to do a lot of pistol shooting, is the Smith and Wesson uh, Smith and Wesson uh, Model Twenty Nine. They make some twenty nines. Uh, do they still make them in? Do they still make them in uh, twenty two caliber? Is um, so it the 29ers at the twenty six? Gosh, now maybe I've. Maybe I've stepped in it and said, uh, and said something, maybe it was the 26, um, uh, let's see, 22, uh, revolver. Uh, I want to say that it was the, I want to say it was the old 29, but maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, a 22 long rifle, Smith and Wesson makes the new heritage model 63, which is very, uh, very similar. But the uh, Smith and Wesson uh, twenty two is a good uh, is a good uh, revolver to learn to shoot on uh, because again low recoil, easy to use, infallible in the fact that it's a revolver. Um, that Smith and Wesson Model sixty three is not a bad choice. That's apparently is the newer version. And again, the Walther. I like the Walther for the little twenty two as well. Ruger Mark IV is also not bad as well. If you want to go out there and like a little Ruger field pistol, it's fun to shoot as well. Um, all right. <clears throat> uh, what was I talking about? Oh, Democrats and the uh, and the fact that now all of a sudden they love guns. And, and it's not all Democrats, but Occupy Democrats, which is, uh, you know, they, they've been fans of the whole Occupy Wall Street and the Chop and the Chaz and all that kind of stuff. And uh, all the fighting in the streets, they've been, you know, that – well, all of a sudden they 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 made this they made this uh, tweet talking about the fact that the Russian or excuse me that the Ukrainians have now announced that they're handing out ten thousand automatic rifles to civilians as they prepare to fight for the, the defense of uh, against Russia, and uh, and all of a sudden they're like yeah look at this and then they said if you're an American who stands with the brave citizens of the Ukraine you know please retweet and follow our accounts for the latest breaking on Ukraine wait a second. I thought you guys were anti-gun. I mean, all of a sudden, what? We love guns now? That's the whole point? (laughs) Anyway, um, we'll take one more quick call here. We don't have much time. We've got about two minutes. Let's go back over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, good morning. This is
1: Carl from Fairbanks. I just wanted to share with you, I know it's a little off topic, but I read on the Babylon Bee this morning that uh, Neil Young is threatening... To leave Spotify again
0: unless Vladimir Putin backs down from the UK- Ukraine, I just thought I'd share that with you. <laughs> uh, okay, good to know. Good to know. We'll see. We'll Thanks. see. We'll see what Spotify's response to is to that. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Thanks this morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, the Babylon Bee is a satirical website, but it's it's that's that's some funny stuff. You got to admit that's some funny stuff. Uh, all right, I uh, wanted to say thank you to the friends over there at Bivy Stick, our latest sponsors on the program. If you haven't checked out the Bivy Stick yet, why not? It's only $199, and it turns your cell phone into a satellite communications device. That's right. You can send text messages. You can send emails. You can check weather reports. You can drop a pin and get maps and everything else on your cell phone without cell phone coverage anywhere in the world with a Bivy Stick. Only 199 bucks, no activation fees. Plans start as low as 14 bucks a month, all the way up to $45 a month for the unlimited plan. It's got little buttons on it that allow you to check in wherever you're at. So if you're out hunting or fishing and your loved ones want to know where you are, you can hit that button and say, I'm fine, here's where I am. Or if you fall down, break your leg, you're in an emergency or whatever, you can hit the little red button that says, help me, I'm hurt, I need help, and here's where I am. On top of that, with cellular congestion and everything else that's going on around the country right now, uh, things that happen during emergencies, like back in 2018 when we had the earthquake and I couldn't get through on the cell phone for a while, well, with a bivvy stick, you could still send text messages and emails to friends and family and loved ones, and if they have bivy sticks, you guys can all chat together. That's the beauty of it. It is the safety measure. For $199, if you've got a car, a boat, an ATV, a plane, a train, a submarine, Whatever it is, a unicycle, you should be uh, an owner of the bivvy stick. Find out more over at satellitewest.com or go see your local dealers as well. Folks, we're out of time. we got more coming up. The Michael Duke Show continues right after this. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, I had to jump to that. I did realize I was running out of time. I was running late. Running late. If you want to find out more about your bivvy sticks, go to Farbanks uh, Arctic Fire and Safety in Fairbanks, South Central Radar on the Spit in Homer. Safe and sound in Wasilla, Kodiak, it's Radar Alaska. Safe and sound in Anchorage, Communications North and Seward. Safe and sound in Soldatna and Lending Marine Electronics in Dutch Harbor. Thank you to Bivvy Stick for being part of the situation today. We appreciate that. Okay. Um, that's good. That's uh, That's it for guns for today. What? 82nd Airborne in Poland. Uh Uh-oh. Was that just – I knew they were moving troops to Germany. Um, Expansion beyond the Ukraine, yada, yada, yada. What does Drudge say? Um, uh, What are you doing in our land? Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll keep it. Wow, Russian tank crushes car with civilians inside. A shocking video. Did they climb out of the car afterwards? Did they make it out afterwards? I'm just – I'm asking. Uh, cause you know, now, now I gotta know, now I gotta know. Um, <clears throat> all right, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll save all the, we'll save all the, uh, uh, we'll save all the, uh, Ukrainian stuff for, uh, for Monday, right? Nothing we can do about it right now. So we're just going to hang back. We're going to relax. We're going to enjoy a little bit of firearms talk and we'll actually, now we're going to talk about some entertainment stuff. So that's going to be uh, fun. Um, but you guys have been awful quiet here for a while. So what are you guys doing this weekend? Anybody going to the safari club dinner, anybody going shooting, anybody sitting around the house in their underwear, watching binging Netflix, that would probably be me. I think that's, I'm probably the last of those three. Um, I mean, I got, you know, it's probably me. I'm just saying. (laughs) So what is it? What are you doing? Tell me, tell me what's going on in your world. Um, Let's see, looking for a 22 pistol long trigger, which is frustrating. Yada, yada, yada. Um, going back over here. I want to find out more about this Silencer Co. program where they do the trust and uh, they build the whole trust thing. That would be very cool. Uh, I wonder if the paperwork would be easier for me since I have a concealed carry permit. Well, the paperwork is still the same paperwork. So you still have to do all the same paperwork. Maybe your approval may be easier. Because you have a concealed carry, but that would require, I guess, connectivity between the state and, uh, and, the, and the ATF. So I don't know if that's really true or not, um, but I, I doubt it. I doubt that that's going to make any difference at, at that point. Uh, you still have to do all the same paperwork. You still have to pay all the stuff, and you probably will still have to wait. Uh, Greg just said nope, so I'm assuming that you'll still have to wait because Greg's got a concealed carry permit. So uh, I assume that that is the case as well. Brian said earlier, can you imagine how much fun a girl or a guy would have with uh, 22 shooting subsonic with a suppressor? I don't have to imagine. I watch my kids shoot 22 uh, with a suppressor. I've watched them shoot 22 out of an AR. I, I've got a couple of those uh, conversion kits where you can convert your AR to 22 long rifle. Oh, that's about as much fun as you can have with your clothes on. That is amazing. Um, that is a ton of fun. But yeah, shooting with a suppressor, especially with kids, is fun. Um, Let's hear what else is going on. Click, click. Um, Flood Murkowski with these says uh, Greg, about the uh, support of the Hearing Protection Act. Um, Let's see, who else has had their break made by Stan Stan, the muzzle brake man, 20 years ago? I'm not familiar with him, but uh, there are some old timers out there who've been making muzzle brakes in the state for years. Muzzle brakes are just so, oh, man, do not be standing next to somebody with a muzzle brake. Tell me, ask me how I know. That's not something you want to be hanging out and doing for sure. Uh, Heather says she's going to be shooting on Sunday. Uh, and Susie said she's going to be handing out flyers for Christopher Kirka coming to catch again. Well, good for you. Good for you. Uh, doing something in the community. That's amazing. Uh, I keep waiting. Susie, you're going to have to tell me, is somebody going to be running against Bert Stedman? I mean, I know we got until June 1st, but I mean, are are we going to, somebody going to be running against Bert Stedman or is he going to be running unopposed yet again? I mean, I don't know why his constituency wouldn't just, you know, flock to him since he just said that anybody that wants a PFD is obviously on drugs, delusional fantasy land using LSD, right? Anybody that wants that. That would make it. Brian just said a 458 Win Mag with a muzzle break Shudder. Oh, I know. I mean, it is so unpleasant to stand next. To, I shot. I stood next to somebody with a 300 Win Mag, uh, and that was unpleasant enough. Michael Sheldon is running against Bert Stedman. Um, in all due respect to Michael Sheldon, I mean, he's been kind of a perennial candidate. Is there anybody else on the horizon? Because uh, Mike has not really moved the needle much on a lot of things. Uh, again nice guy I'm not I'm not saying but is there more choices than that because remember the first four go to the ranked choice primary uh, go to the rank choice voting on the general that's that's what I'm saying okay so nobody nobody yet all right well, we'll we'll find out okay well we're jumping into it here the phone is ringing it's time for your waffle movies let's do it the Michael Duke show Okay. Hey, how you doing? Welcome Friday. It's here. Thank you. The beauty of a short week is that the following or a long weekend is that the following week is it's been short. It's good. You know what I'm talking about. Welcome back to the program. Uh, Finishing up the show. Willie Waffle WaffleMovies.com, entertainment reporter movie critic deep in the queue. Here we go. We're jumping into it. Hello, my friend. How are you doing?
1: I love a four-day week. Why haven't we gone to a four-day week yet? Don't you remember all that talk when we were kids in the 80s about how, you know, now that we
0: have computers and we're going to be more efficient, people will only have to work four,
2: oh, maybe man. even
1: three days a week. Remember that yeah. talk?
0: Oh, yeah. And we were going to be a completely, totally paperless society. Remember that, too? That was the... <laughs> I handle more yeah. paper these days than ever. But, yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I like I like the three-day weekend and then the four-day work week. I think that that's... I, You know what? We should pass a law. Um, All right. Well, it will give us more time to enjoy the weekend and everything that's going on. Let's hit the entertainment news. What's happening?
1: Well, you know, I'm going to start with a story that's been evolving over the past couple of days. Uh, You know, the eyes of the world are on the Ukraine. And there is one brave, intrepid soul who's deep inside the heart of the country
0: filming a documentary about the invasion. Yeah, I know. I saw that the quote was, and I'm going to hit the quote. (laughs) This is the quote, the caption. Oh, we're saved. Six-star General Sean Penn is here to make things right. (laughs) Yes,
1: Sean Penn is making a documentary about the invasion of Ukraine.
0: I mean, that's all you need to say. That's it. It's done. I mean, you know, somebody will watch it and I'm sure it will be fantastic. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. It's Sean Penn, you know, he's never, he's never turned my crank anyway. And I don't know if he'll be a, a good filmmaker or not. There'll be an agenda attached to it. I'm sure.
1: Oh, there always is. But, you know, why, how is Sean Penn always in the middle of kind of these situations? You know, you know, we got the Ukraine thing. You know, he he had the whole deal where he was he was talking to the great uh, cartel leader and was somehow involved right. in all that when the guy got busted. Uh, he was in Haiti, you know, doing doing a documentary, uh, you know, when, when they had all the earthquakes and, and everything. And it's just like he's, he's got like a nose for trouble.
0: He, maybe he's the real life Allstate guy, the, the mayhem. the guy that just walks around (laughs) and stuff just follows him all right um oscars not going to be presenting some awards what i'm heartbroken this (laughs) this is my favorite story of the week because it shows you
1: how much the people who are part of the academy and part of the hollywood scene are so detached from the rest of the world so What has happened is, uh, you know, after a lot of negotiations with ABC that, you know, pays a great deal of money to broadcast the show, uh, they have decided that maybe an idea that's been bandied about for several years will finally come to fruition this year. They have decided that some of the lesser awards in documentary short story, I'm looking at you. Some of the lesser awards (laughs) will not be actually presented on the air. Yeah, shocking. That, shocking. Yes. They they will they will still give them out. They, okay, so like like so the ceremony, I guess the idea is the ceremony itself will start, say, at 7 o'clock. And then they'll start going live at 8 o'clock. So in that 7 to 8 hour, that's when they're going to give out all the awards that nobody cares about. And then during the actual program that people will tune in to watch, they will just have like a, like a montage of, of clips showing the people getting their award. And, of course, this has just got all of Hollywood clutching its pearls. Well, at least the ones that, you know, only care about these awards now, you know, because everybody else goes, everybody else is thinking this is a TV show and and it's a big moneymaker and the ratings keep going down and we've got to do something different in order to keep the cash cow flowing. Okay, so. But you've got the the members of the Academy who are in these categories who feel they're being slighted. And to them, I say, get used to it. This is what Hollywood is all about. It trouncing upon (laughs) the powerless and the tiny and the meaningless. So if everything goes according to plan, the documentary short subject will not be on the air. Film editing, makeup and hairstyling, music, original score, production design. Short film animated, short film live action and sound.
0: yeah, well, you know what this is going to do eventually This is the beginning of the end. I mean I guarantee you they're going to clip these eight out and then next year they'll clip eight more and then pretty soon it'll just be the movie of the year and the best supporting actors and actresses and and, and that'll that'll be it. It'll be a one hour show and then that'll that'll be the whole thing and maybe a half hour show and uh, then it'll just eventually disappear from the airwaves.
1: Well, you know, that's kind of how the, the Academy Awards began. It was basically a press conference for 30 minutes where it said, here's your winners, boom, 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 and it evolved into what we see today. And, and you're right. You know, the, the, the categories that people care about are, you know, best actor, best actress, best supporting, best supporting, uh, best picture, best director, and live, you know, best animated film, and maybe best documentary. Right. Nothing else matters They'll they'll give the best song award Because that gets all those rock stars Who can perform at the ceremony Because they're desperate to win an Oscar as well And yeah, you could probably do this thing In an hour and a half to two hours And I'm with you This is going to be a key, key Turning point for the Oscars this year Because everyone wants to write off Last year cratering because of COVID And oh, we only got like a 10 rating Because, you know, COVID Well, you're not going to have that excuse this time around. Yeah, (laughs)
0: you're just not going to have to do it. All right. Well, uh, it is what it is. I guess uh, maybe this is the the swan song. Uh, What else we got here? Uh, What do you want to hit on next?
1: Oh, you know, this is actually a really interesting, um, uh, interesting story. Uh, An announcement about the making of a new movie, which to me sounds really. Interesting. So it's Aziz Ansari from Parks and Rec, a comedian, had his uh, scandal-plagued period, right. uh, you know, during the Me Too movement, and he is going to write, direct, and star in a movie with Bill Murray. And this thing just sounds like it's Oscar bait. Okay, it, it's going to come from Searchlight Pictures, which you know only exists to try to win Oscars for the bigger uh, parent studio, which used to be Fox, now it's kind of Disney, and it, it's kind of a comedy drama. Where it is based on a nonfiction book known as Being Mortal Medicine and What Matters in the End. And it's a nonfiction book about kind of the end of life, the role that medicine can and cannot play, people's anxieties about the end, the false hope that they sometimes feel. And I'm just seeing Bill Murray. As a dying patient winning an Oscar in this movie.
0: Yeah, kind of a dark humor kind of thing. Uh, yeah, no, I could see that. That would be a good role for Bill. I mean, he's got some dramatic chops and it would be fun to watch uh, something like that. I'll, I'll wait for it. When is it coming out? You're looking at uh, 2023. So if they, if, and,
1: and my guess is they're going to push for an Oscar. So I think you'll see it kind of in the fall of 2023.
0: Okay. All right. Um, anything else? Well, and then.
1: The inevitable is going to happen. We all knew as soon as the conservatorship ended, we were going to get the Britney Spears tell-all book. That's right. She is going to write, or at least pay someone very well to write it for her, a tell-all book. As much as $15 million to detail her rise to fame, her fall, her marriages, her family, Justin Timberlake, the conservatorship, and how she oops-did it again.
0: Uh you know I mean I don't I haven't been following this much I mean I've heard Britney I've worked in radio so I'm familiar with Britney and I've seen some of the craziness and she was you know popular the Pepsi commercial and all that stuff but the little what little bit I did read about this whole conservatorship thing um I mean that sounded like that was just wrong. There was just something. There was just something going on behind the scenes that wasn't right. And um, so I can't hope. But again, is not. I'm not a fan or anything. But I just can't hope to root, help, but to root for her a little bit on this. If she gets a little bit, a bit of her life back on this, then um, I feel pretty good about it. But but yeah, the, the whole thing just sounded like it was wrong from start to finish.
1: Well, and I'll agree with you, but I also will argue that she's a very disturbed person. Like I, oh, yeah. she has
0: not had a normal
1: life, a normal upbringing. Yeah. Um. She's basically been used by everybody in her life since she was a kid, and and I think that she has some really really uh, deep problems. Yeah. And the conservatorship existed for a reason, and unfortunately became yet another way to take advantage of this person. Right. No. And uh, I I do worry about some of the acting out that we've seen since the conservatorship ended, and uh, and you know how they're going to take advantage of the book deal and they're going to. Her spill all these stories and go on all these go on all these talk shows to tell all the stories and you know I I don't know I think that she might be better off just like you know taking all of her money and going home and living the rich anonymous life.
0: I would do that. I mean, if you gave me eight million bucks or whatever, I'd be like, okay, I'll see you later. Um, That would be it for me. Um, All right, well, good for her. Hope it comes out. Hope it does well. Uh, Let's move on to the movies. What do we got? Streams, theaters? Where are we going? well, I'm going to announce something that's on the streams that,
1: frankly, upsets me more than you could ever imagine. Premiering on Netflix today is Tyler Perry's A Medea Homecoming. And I was thinking to myself, wait one stinking minute. We were told the last Medea movie, The Medea Funeral was the end of the series. We would never have to see this again. We would never have to put up with all the big slapstick <laughs> silly comedy. We wouldn't have to put up with her with just the outrageous antics. We were told never, ever, ever, ever again. And to you, Tyler Perry, I say... Liar, liar, pants on fire. Somebody had to pay some bills. <laughs> but he's out. made so much money off yeah. of those
0: already. <laughs> yeah, but he's figured out maybe one more back to the well. I mean, if they can reinvent and, and uh, if Dallas was all a dream, you know, if Jr. comes back from the dead, why can't you bring uh, Medea back, right?
1: I don't know because I'm boycotting it. I'm not watching it. Oh,
0: man. Somebody's a little salty about it. I have never seen a Medea movie. I'm familiar with the premise, but I've never seen one. But uh, I could see somebody's a little butthurt about it. Because I had to
1: see the first few, and that made me realize I didn't need to see the other
0: 25. Oh, ow. Okay. All right. Well, we'll just say that one's out. If you are a Medea fan, then you can go do it. What's in the theaters?
1: In the theaters, uh, you know, I'll go with... uh, Let's go with Studio 666. Uh, This is an interesting idea. I will give them credit for at least trying to do something different. This is the story of the Foo Fighters. It it is a comedy horror movie where the Foo Fighters have moved into a haunted mansion to record their new album. The supernatural forces have taken control of Dave, Dave Grohl, the lead singer. And there will be mayhem and murder... And we'll have to wonder how they'll ever get the album
0: finished. How will they, will they get the album out? So you really are saying that there's satanic verses in this album is what you're saying. That's, it's right, a, that's right. The satanic panic is real. Um, it, I mean, at least it's an original idea. So they rent a haunted mansion to record their new album. But spookiness ensues. Dave Grohl, possessed, whatever. And it just goes on from there.
1: Yeah, and and you know what? It's big and it's goofy, and, and it's got a lot of comedy about horror, and yes, it's grosser than gross. It's bloodier than bloody. It's dumber than dumb. But, you know, there's a spirit that just kind of is interesting to watch. I'm going Two
0: Waffles. Two Waffles, kind of just a fun spirit in that. That's good. That's good. All right, we've got less than two minutes. I've been wanting to talk about this, the new Peter Dinklage movie. That's uh, Tyrion Lannister from Game of Thrones for you no-nothings. And it's Cyrano. Cyrano de Bergerac? What? Yes, it is a musical
1: version of Cyrano de Bergerac. And, And that's the part that gets me. Because you know what? Peter Dinklage is one heck of an actor. And every time he has a song, I think to myself, God, this would be so much better as a monologue. Just let the man do his thing. And yeah, it is the story of, of Cyrano. The, the wonderfully talented, intelligent, charming, uh, you know, just rascal. You know, he's he's one of the greatest swordsmen in all the land. He's very rich. He's very, very, you know, powerful with his, his prose and his poetry. But he's not conventionally handsome and <laughs> as he pines away for the lovely Roxanne who's very conventionally beautiful he finds out that she has fallen madly in love with another and he helps this man feeding him poetry to try to make his wonderful Roxanne happy
0: <sighs> we've seen this story before but that's okay it's fun uh, negative one to four waffles where are you at on Cyrano yeah, you know,
1: I'm around like two. I'm maybe two and a half. I think, you know, I think it's worth it to see Peter Dinklage. If it, if there's one thing you'll get out of this movie, you will get to see an amazing performance from him. And and I have to laugh because they keep advertising it on TV as the Oscar-nominated Cyrano, and then they're like. Nominated for makeup and, and costumes.
2: <laughs> oh, ow. Oh,
0: ow. Okay. Well, I love me some Peter Dinklage, so we'll have to see what it looks like. I'll maybe wait for the stream on that one. Willie Waffle, Wafflemovies.com. Thank you, my friend. Good to talk with you. All right, folks, we're coming up uh on the end for today. Appreciate you coming in and joining us. Don't forget on Monday, Elijah Dorkson is gonna be with us talking about her time with Papa Pilgrim. Also, Chris By will be with us, and uh, we're going to enjoy that uh, as well. Thanks for coming on board. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We will see you on Monday. To say, you know, I, I will say it's one of my favorite Steve Martin movies is Roxanne, right? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I love that. He did such a great job. That movie was so well done. Um, but, but I do love Peter Dinklage. I mean, he's done some funny stuff, he's done some dramatic stuff. Uh, of course, his Game of Thrones stuff was brilliant. Um, I, you know, but but I mean, I'd, I'd go for it just to watch it for the fun fact. I don't know if I'd go to the theaters, but I, again, I don't know. Willie, I don't know if I'd go to the theaters for much these days. Quite honestly, I, I really. No, I kind of agree.
1: I think Cyrano really screams streaming. Yeah. You know, like it. it you know, just just go ahead and put it out. You know, if you want to put it in theaters, go ahead, but stream it. Put it on something like Amazon Prime, where you know people are going to be more, I think, open to giving it a try. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you know,
1: and and their other their other problem was they were really hoping that Dinklage would get nominated for Best Actor, and uh, because that didn't happen, the, the movie's not getting the kind of advertising that they would hope and the kind of publicity that they would hope and now they're probably regretting not going with a streaming option right out of the right out of the box
0: Well, it, it is what it is um i'm watching a new stream right now that we've been waiting for it's called resident alien it's on peacock alan Tudyk from uh, firefly and uh, tucker and Something in Tucker vs. Evil, Dale and Tucker vs. Evil, and a couple other things. He's a fantastic actor. It is one of the funniest things I've watched in a long time. My wife and I can't help laughing. You should go watch it. Resident Alien. An alien comes to Earth and becomes a town doctor. That really simplifies it, but it's funny as hell. So you should go watch that.
1: Oh, yeah. And if I remember correctly, this is season two. It started on Sci-Fi, Right. And then the only reason I know that is because when I watch WWE Raw, they advertise Resident Alien uh, at, like, every commercial.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) That's what it is. Uh, All right, Willie. Thank you, my friend. We will see you next week. Oh, yeah. We'll see you next week. I'm very excited. I know. Me, too. I can't wait. Folks, we're out of time. We'll see you uh, Monday.